Hey guys, welcome to From the Corner with Will Parchment, sports editor, and uh, I'm Justin Bear and Brian Bateman, your sports writers. Uh, a lot going on this uh, episode of the great podcast we got going on here. Um, first off, guys, men's basketball, big week last week, two wins, really uh, helped, helped our chances with the NCAA postseason. Uh, Brian, I know you've been doing some hardcore research over there while working on, on uh, just all the opportunities that present themselves with this, uh, with the, you know, the NCAA uh, bids. Uh, just tell me a little bit of uh, what you see as far as Baylor chances in the uh, getting a bid and as well as the rest of the Big 12. Well, I think Baylor's got a good good shot making it in. Right now they're sitting at third, and you look at Texas and Kansas are locked. No matter what happens, as long as they show up, then they're, they're going to make it to the tournament. Um, then you got you got Baylor's sitting at third, as I just said, and, you know, we're, uh, we got some... Uh, Games coming up, but but pretty much the worst case scenario this is probably not going to happen. They're going to end up in ninth place, and that's that's kind of pessimistic. But it's just it's so close right now that they just got to go out and uh, win win some games. And here's here's the situation basically for Baylor: either they win two games, or uh, they have one option: either they have a win over a And M, have a Kansas State loss, an OU loss, but OSU can't beat OU, and OSU wins, and another OSU win. Or they can win to over Texas Tech, and a and has to lose it to Kansas. Kansas State has to lose. OU has to lose, and OSU has to lose. Uh, and OSU has to lose as well. So. so, so in other words, everybody's confused, and all anybody really has to say is two wins and you're in. Is that? I mean, are we going to hear those chants on campus this week? Two wins and we're in. I mean, because that's that's basically the situation, is it not? I mean, um, Baylor can sweep its last two games against a and and Tech. And um, which is and a strong possibility. It's not like we're going up against, you know, going to Lawrence and playing the Jayhawks. I mean, A and M, we obviously beat them earlier, five overtime game in Tech. Uh, we beat them on our home floor. Uh, granted, Lubbock is tougher to play, you know, tougher place to play. It's still a reality where we could win these last two games. And what, what's important that isn't lost in the Baylor fans, what I hope Baylor fans aren't doing, is saying that, oh, you know, if. A&M is probably still viewed as the tougher opponent between the two. But, you know, you can't even view that as valid. Because with what A&M did um, last weekend against Oklahoma, and, I mean, that was, I mean, we've seen some embarrassing performances. I mean, we are Baylor fans. We have seen some ridiculously embarrassing performances. But Aggie fans, I mean, ten points in the first half. That's a record. That is a record. Um, And just watching that game, I mean, like I really despise everything that has to do with A&M athletics, but I mean, a part of me felt bad for that team just because they looked so awful. And so, with that mindset, I mean, they had won again by 40 against Tech the game before. So I mean, which which A&M team are we gonna see on Wednesday? And um, one pertinent bit of information I actually heard today was that the game's actually not sold out yet. There's still about 1,500 tickets left. Um, Get on that, fans, So uh, we need everybody out there. We don't want that maroon up there in the Farrell Center. I mean, I, I have a lot of money, but I cannot buy 1,500 tickets and distribute them to the Waco populace, so please fill those seats. Um, but I, I think, above all anything else, I think Baylor should just be kind of be able to be pleased with itself, that it can kind of sit, not, not sit on its laurels, but they can kind of sit at a, at a high place and kind of look down at the rest of the Big 12 and say, well, I like the position I'm in. 
Um, and one thing that you could usually say about the Big 12 is that eight and eight would not get you into the Big Tw- or get you into the, the NCAA tournament. That's usually that's been the case. Um, but actually, I talked with uh, Scott Drew today, and um, we kind of we had this discussion in that um, this is probably the toughest Big 12 that anybody can remember. Um, probably in the 12 years of its existence, nobody's ever seen a Big 12. I mean, second in RPI behind the ACC. So the fact that every team, I mean, Oklahoma's RPI is in the top 30. Baylor's is, is right there. I think they are, um, RPI is 33. Um, I mean, pretty much all of these teams that Baylor's gonna, has played, you know, have, have decent RPIs. So to say that 8-8 eight and eight will not get you in, you, I mean, I don't think you could say that. It's not a lock. I mean, you, you probably should have nine wins. But, I mean, with this conference, you never know, because yeah. Kansas State had 10 wins last year, and they didn't make it. Well, I mean, well, if 8-8 eight and eight doesn't get you in, then you're looking at only four teams representing the Big 12, and that's just not going to happen. Um, when you have Texas and Kansas at top, and then uh, obviously there's a, a huge drop-off after Kansas. Um, pretty much the rest of the teams, three through nine, just beat up each other. Um, so it's just a matter of uh, who can pull in there in the last, last couple games and uh, please the uh, NCAA committee. I think a big thing about the 8-8 eight and eight number is that if you look at the, at the standings right now, you have nine teams, well, I guess to say uh, nine teams that ha- that could have a, an 8-8 eight eight record or better, depending on what they end up doing. And so, you know, chances could be that you have six six teams that all have that 8-8 eight eight record. And so, yeah, more, more likely they'll all make it. You know, that's 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 really tough to, to say, oh, well, you're in fourth place because of a tie break. But the person in sixth place um, played the same number, had the same amount of stuff, and they can't, aren't going to make it in. So I, you're looking at a, a large number of Big 12 schools. And, and and as Frank Martin said so eloquently when Kansas State blew through town and uh, dropped their game here was, um, it, it is impossible to win on the road in the Big 12. And I think from that respect, I mean, the A&M game is big. And you've got to win that game because their um, their RPI is better by one than Tech, um, so it, it'll help you at least a little bit more. But from the respect that you go on the road and you get immediately a lot more respect from the tournament uh, committee, especially considering that Tech has has ripped off some impressive wins lately. I mean, they do have some embarrassing losses, but um, they've beat some some good teams. Um, they've got a win against Gonzaga. Um, obviously, they that big loss to A and M, but they beat Texas at home. So, yeah. I mean, it's a team that if you beat, especially on the road, I mean, that's the tough place to play. I mean, it's it, it shouldn't be overlooked. So, and I'm sure the team isn't, but I'm sure a lot of fans are with the fact that you know all one and we're probably in. Well, I mean, that thinking will probably lead you to a loss. So, I think in general, if Baylor does what it continues to have been doing. Um, at least play these teams close. Um, they'll at least put themselves in a position to win, and, and especially when you play teams close uh, on the road, it's a lot harder to come away with the win in that situation. Right. And we have a uh, now we have nine teams that still have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. That's uh, Texas through Nebraska in rankings right now. And I guess if you go through real quick and just say whether what we think, whether these people are in or out. Um, obviously, Texas and Kansas are in, and now Baylor. What? What, what, what do you think about Baylor? I, I think they're in. I think in. I think even if they split these next two games, I think that that'll be enough. I think even if they lose the next two games, they put themselves at least on the bubble with the chance to do something in the conference tournament. And even if not, I mean, 
you're, you're looking at, I mean, the, the rest of the standings. I mean, the rest of these teams could easily do the same thing and, and at least drop one of one. So, um, and, and those two losses, they're not bad losses. I mean, those are good teams. So, But I, I definitely think you get one more win for Baylor. Um, they're in for sure. Yeah, I think what really helps Baylor out is that they don't have any bad losses. Uh, I was looking it up today. They haven't lost anybody outside the top, uh, you know, below the top 100 in the R- RPI. Now that really helps them out. You know, teams like Tech who've lost to Centenary and Sam Houston, that just kills your RPI. But with Baylor, all their losses have come against strong teams. Uh, that close loss to Washington State at the beginning of the year, close loss to Arkansas up in Dallas, and then uh, the rest of their losses have come in a strong Big 12 conference. Um, I just, unless they just completely blow it, you know, huge losses against Tech and A&M and do terrible in the uh, conference tournament, I just don't see how they're not in. Right, yeah. Now, um, the number four seed that's currently tied, but with the tiebreaker, Baylor has them, Kansas State, uh, they got a pretty easy, they got uh, Colorado and Iowa State, not that that's really easy, but that's uh, that's easier than playing some of the other teams at Big 12. Uh, what do we think about them in or out? For, for, for a truly elite team, um, I think that that would obviously be an easy schedule, but Kansas State's not elite, and they've proven that with some bad losses. Um, personally, I think that they'll probably win those last two games. They'll probably be in, I, I would say, just because um, Beasley will probably be enough to – I mean, one big player can beat a bad team. So you put Beasley up against Colorado, and I, I, just, I just I don't see them missing the tournament, especially with the 20-10 and 10 record. Yeah, I think the Kansas State Michael Beasleys will – uh, just, I mean, they have Beasley. So, at, at you know, at home against Colorado, on the road against Iowa State, they're bound to win at least one of those games. Uh, the selection committee will love the fact just getting, Be- you know, national attention for the NCAA with Beasley in there. He's going to be number one draft pick. Uh, I, I just uh, another gimme that they're going to be in. Right now, here's one that can go either way. We got Texas A&M. Now they got Baylor and Kansas, which is obviously Baylor tough and Kansas. Incredibly tough. Um, what? How, how? How important is this game coming up on Wednesday for if, them if, on their from their view? If A and M loses on Saturday, they're out. There's no question. And I think, I mean, sitting here now, kind of predicting it, I don't think they're going to make the tournament. With with, I mean, they're not going to beat KU on their own court. They're just too hot and cold. They just they can't put together two coherent halves. Uh, their team, they're just not. Um, a cohesive enough team. They're not a unit. And you, you see what AC Law meant to that team now that they don't really have. There's no leader. There's nobody at the helm. And their coaches, I mean, if you listen to their coach, Turgeon talk, I mean, it sounds like he's blaming the players. So, I mean, it, the wheels have come off A&M, and I, I think they're going to keep losing. And I, I just don't see it. Yeah. Uh, throwing all my hatred for the Texas A&M University aside, uh, I mean, obviously I do have a little bit of bias against them, but uh, you know, despite that, I still don't think they stand a chance. Um, even if they do uh, win at Baylor, which I, I just don't see happening right now, um, there's no way that they can be Kansas at home uh, with a with an eight and eight. I mean, uh, you know, at best they finish with an eight and eight record in conference. Uh, I don't see them winning a conference game or a, a tournament game uh, in the Big Twelve conference tournament. Um, they just haven't impressed me enough, or uh, the, commi- the committee selection enough to be able to, uh, to earn a spot in the uh, NCAA tournament uh, with strength schedule ranked at 89. Um, they just haven't proven anything yet. 
All right, and then we have uh, Oklahoma. Now, this one, to me, it seems very... Uh, you can go either way with this one. you got Oklahoma, who's 7-7 seven and seven right now. They got Oklahoma, they're at Oklahoma State for the final edition of Bedlam. they got Missouri. Um, and they, but if you look at their RPI and their strength of schedule, you got 27 for RPI and strength of schedule uh, is, is number 8. So what do you all think about them? In or out? I think Oklahoma's in. I'm going to be generous. I think with, with what we've seen from them, at, when they're good, they're, they're really, really, really good, and especially defensively. And when they're bad, they're awful. But um, with their RPI is 27, strength schedule is 8, um, and a, a, a winnable schedule coming up. Um, I, I mean, OSU on the road, is it's tough, but, I mean, that team is just, when they're bad, they're awful. So um, Oklahoma, I mean, they've got enough pieces together to put together a 21-win regular season. I think, I think they'll do it. Yeah, again, uh, reports have that Blake Griffin's out for the, year, or out for the regular season at least. Probably not the case, um, but I, I really like what Oklahoma brings to the table with Griffin, with both Griffins, Longar, Longar, uh, the set of guards that they have. Um, I, I don't see why they wouldn't make the uh, NCAA tournament, no matter how they do the Big 12 Conference tournament. All right, then we got Oklahoma State. Here has got a OU at home, and they have to play at UT, and they're sitting at seven seven right now, and uh, kind of. Tough road for him. What do y'all think? I think this is where the buck stops for the Big 12 tournament. I, I, I don't think that the Big 12 gets six teams in this year. I think it's a five-team tournament. Um, just kind of with the way – maybe about two weeks ago we might have said it, it's a possibility for six, but I don't think it's turned out that way. There are too many teams to drop too many games. It's, I mean, the, con- the conference is so tough that it just kind of evens itself out. And it, it definitely did that with some of these middle-tier teams. Uh, of course, if OSU gets hot, I mean – look out because they have some big wins beat Kansas um, earlier this year but I mean I, I just personally I don't see it um, I, I don't think any between OSU Tech and Nebraska I, don't, I mean I don't see any of those those teams busting through in this, these last two yeah he took the words right out of my mouth I think after Oklahoma that's, that's just the line for uh, teams that will make it into the Big 12 tournament um OSU, they did heat up recently, had some good wins, like you said, against Kansas, um, against Baylor. But uh, I, overall, they just they are not a strong enough team to, or to, to deserve a NCAA tournament bid. Um, I think they're in IT bound. They should do good there. But as far as this season, it's not the Cowboys here. Uh, Tech, Nebraska, same thing. Um, they're good teams, but just not good enough for the tournament. And uh, so, kind of with that picture wrapped up, now we, I, I think we can move on to this this Baylor A and M game in particular on Wednesday. I mean, how big? I mean, I was talking with uh, Waco Tribs John Werner about this, and neither of us could think of a game that had been bigger for this program since 1988, since they were last in the Big Twelve or last in the NCAA tournament. And I mean, is, is there any words that you can possibly say put into? I mean. I mean, it's senior night for a couple. I mean, Aaron Bruce especially. Um, a couple of these guys are gonna be on the floor for the last time together with Bruce. And I mean, like, do words fail this game? I think it definitely does. The only thing you can say is that it's a must-win for both for both schools here. Not, I mean, for Baylor making the tournament, I would say it's a must-win in that case. But just to have a good, solid base for going into the tournament, they have to win. But A&M, they're going to come in, they're going to be throwing everything they have is their whole the whole season, 
press on this game, and then you have Baylor, you know, the intense rivalry there. I just, it's, I can't think of anything. Yeah, bigger. I mean, just all the subplots entering this game. The last time these two teams played each other, five overtime, uh, longest game in Big 12 history. Uh, out of the fact, it's a heated rivalry game, uh, Battle of the Brazzers. Then uh, uh, on top of it all, the, the main focus of this game is if Baylor wins, they're virtually a lock for an NCAA bid, first time in 20 years, um, which has just got the fans in Waco going crazy. Um, I'm, I'm surprised it's not sold out yet. It needs to be sold out because uh, fans are going to see something special Wednesday, or, yeah, Wednesday night. Um, it'll be your last time to see Aaron Bruce, uh, the cornerstone of rebuilding this program uh, at the Farrell Center. So um, it, it will be a, a I mean, biggest game I, I've been a part of, or I've you know witnessed in a long time. You certainly are you the biggest, maybe even the biggest in, in Baylor athletics since that uh, the '05 national title game. I, I definitely agree. I, mean, I can't think of anything that that would take its place. I guess the closest thing you could say is, and it's, it's baseball, which is great, but uh, in the World College World Series, playing Texas again and getting knocked out. They, they had an equestrian matchup last week. Or that. Really monumental. I mean, I don't know. Really monumental. Um, I'm glad you I think that we up. had like 20 people show up to that. So uh, the hype around Baylor athletics is just. Hopefully, huge we can right get now. 21 out, out of the Farrell Center. Yeah. It may be a push, but we might see that's possible. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for our first section. We'll come back for our second section after this.